0: I don't know that a lot of people expect Will Hardy to necessarily have uh, win a title right away with Jazz. This is going to be kind of a longer process where they're going undergoing a retooling and then see if they can be competitive kind of moving forward.
1: Good morning and welcome back to The Daily Buzz. I'm Sage Miller, your host. Out with the old and in with the new, Utah Jazz nixed their head coach Quinn Snyder, and his replacement just assisted the Boston Celtics to the NBA Finals. Managing Editor Grant Burningham speaks with Jazz reporter Andy Larson about the Jazz's new coach, Will Hardy.
2: Andy Larson, thanks for talking about the new Utah Jazz coach with us. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. So who is this guy and what does he bring to the team?
0: Yeah, his name is Will Hardy. He is 34 years old, which is the youngest NBA head coach and actually one of the youngest head coaches in NBA history. Uh, But he is more experienced than the average 34-year-old. You know, he has started working with Greg Popovich's staff with the San Antonio Spurs right out of college at Williams College in Massachusetts is where he went and worked his way up from a video intern to a team video coordinator to being an assistant coach in 2015. Actually got to work with Popovich and the rest of the Team USA staff when the the, uh, Team USA went to the Olympics in 2020 and 2021. And then uh, last season worked with Ime Udoka, and the Boston Celtics when they went to the NBA Finals. So uh, has kind of an impressive resume for only being in, in coaching for just over 10 years, but um, the Jazz kind of hope he'll continue that upward trajectory with, with them now in Utah.
2: Quinn Snyder had a reputation for being a fabulous coach, didn't seem to pay off for the Jazz in the postseason. Do you think that the new coach can shake things up enough that the team can start winning?
0: Yeah, you know, it's not just the coach. I think there are also going to be roster changes as well. Um, you know, I think they are looking to make trades, looking to sign free agents in the next couple of weeks. And so, uh, you know, I, I think it's, you're not going to get like an apples to apples comparison where you have Quinn Snyder with the same group of players and Will Hardy with the same group of players. Really, you're going to have uh, Will Hardy group coaching a new group of players here. And I think that's really what's going to uh, determine, you know, kind of whether or not the team succeeds or fails. I don't know that a lot of people expect Will Hardy to necessarily have uh, win a title right away with jazz, right? Like this is going to be kind of a longer process where they're going undergoing a retooling and then see if they can be competitive, um, you know, kind of moving forward.
2: Do you think the jazz stars that I'm talking about Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert? Do you think they're on board with taking a step back and taking some years to build something?
0: Yeah, you know, I I don't think so. And, you know, I I think right now the team wants to change its players, change its personnel while staying competitive. You know, last year they were a five seed and lost in the first round, right? So that's kind of what the bar is. Um, You just kind of look at some of the talent in the Western Conference, including obviously the champion Golden State Warriors. You've got the Denver Nuggets coming back healthy. You've got the Phoenix Suns who won 64 games last year. Like, there's just a lot of competition in the Western Conference. And so, You know, I I don't think either Donovan or Rudy are excited about either taking a step back or stagnating, but given the Jazz's lack of future assets and kind of lack of cap space as well, salary flexibility, they're going to be hard pressed to really improve on what they did over the last couple of seasons. And that's kind of where you get into a hard place of, you know, maybe the Jazz are looking at trading one of Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert in order to kind of jumpstart that uh, again, kind of focus on the next two or three years rather than maybe next season.
2: So what's your Spidey sense on that? Uh, Let's say Conley, Bogey, Gobert, Mitchell, are they all coming back?
0: I I don't think all of them are coming back. No, you know, I think they do want to make significant changes with the roster. Um, It will really depend on what those guys market is around the league, what the jazz can get back. You know, I think they they have tried to trade Rudy Gobert. They've made outgoing phone calls to try to trade him. But when they make those phone calls, they haven't found that they're getting a lot of return back if they if they do trade him. You might get more trade back, you know, more return back in terms of better players or better draft picks. If you trade up Bojan Bogdanovich, who's kind of an easier fit around the league in terms of shooting. Um, you know, Mike Conley is a tough one because so many teams in the NBA already have a starting NBA point guard. Um, and, and so it's just, it's tough, right? Like, I, I think that's one of the things that we've seen with Danny Ainge in this front office so far is that they have remained patient, you know, they didn't do a deal at, the, at, at draft day, um, they haven't done a deal yet. And so we'll see kind of, if they're able to consummate a, a trade in the next couple of weeks, or whether or not we're, we're seeing them kind of wait until the beginning of the season come September,
2: October time. Okay, Andy Larson, thank you for talking all things Utah Jazz. Thank you.
1: On a similar note, Utah County residents are getting a new county attorney. Utah County attorney candidate Jeff Gray beat incumbent David Levitt for the seat by a landslide in Utah's primary election. Investigative reporter Jessica Miller unravels why Utah County voters may have ousted David Levitt.
3: Utah County attorney David Levitt lost his bid for re-election Tuesday night. He conceded the race after his opponent, Jeff Gray, received 73% of the initial votes counted. Levitt said he wasn't surprised he lost the election, but he didn't expect to see voters overwhelmingly favor his opponent. Jeff Gray said he believed the voting results show that Utah County residents did not support Levitt's focus on criminal justice reform. Those reform efforts have been the cornerstone of Levitt's time in office. He's filed less felony charges since taking office in 2019, and he's put in place programs that are intended to keep people out of the criminal justice system and instead connected to resources that could help them. He's also offering less plea deals.
2: We don't charge crimes based on what the police say they have done. We, We only charge crimes for which we believe there's evidence at trial to get a conviction. So if the evidence is a little suspect, if the, uh, either by, by the weight of the evidence or the constitutionality of the evidence, we don't charge it with an eye of them plea it.
3: Those reform measures have received a lot of pushback from police, former prosecutors, and legislators. It's what made Gray want to run for county attorney.
1: I did not like uh, the policies of, of our current county attorney. Um, I, I feel that... His emphasis on defendants is misplaced. Um, We need to focus on victims and keeping the public safe. And, And so I decided to run. It wasn't in my plans by any means. I've been a prosecutor for 31 years, but I did not like what I was seeing.
3: But Levitt said Tuesday evening that he didn't think he lost because voters didn't agree with criminal justice reform. He said his political opponents spread wild allegations about him being involved in a ritual sex abuse ring in the weeks before the election. The Utah County Sheriff's Office did announce last month that they were investigating a ritual child sex abuse ring, but they didn't name Levitt or anyone else as a suspect. Levitt told reporters at a news conference earlier this month that his name was in a witness report connected to that investigation.
2: Yesterday, I was provided a copy of an alleged witness statement. I learned that my wife and I were part of those allegations, alleging that we were guilty of cannibalizing young children and murdering young children.
3: Levitt accused Utah County Sheriff Mike Smith of dredging up old, unverified police reports as a political ploy to get him out of office. The sheriff denies that this investigation is politically motivated. And this investigation is still pending, so there's still a lot we don't know about the timing of it or who exactly the police are focusing on. But the outgoing county attorney said Tuesday that the voting results showed him one thing, that quote, say anything you want to win at all cost tactics work in Utah County. Thanks, Jessica. More on elections. The Democratic State
1: Senate race between incumbent Derek Kitchen and Jen Plum is neck and neck. We're expecting a final call on the race sometime today. And that's it for the Daily Buzz. Today's episode was edited by me, Sage Miller. And as always, a big thank you to the Pelicans for our music. We'll be back tomorrow to bring you the biggest headlines of the day.